how has it changed if you could put it into words? I think to me it's just gotten well, I, I don't know, I'm biased, but I think it's just gotten better. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, what I strive for with music is like, I, I try not to make what anybody else wants to hear. I just shoot, go there and the, with the intention of making something that I think I'm going to just genuinely love to listen to. And just, if I, I, I could just sit down and listen to the song, regardless of who made it, and then I enjoy it, then that's how I know it's good. Mm. It's, when I try to start making songs for external reasons, then they, then they usually don't end up working out that well, you know. I want to play a soundbite of Paul McCartney talking about going to the symphony orchestra. This is, again, him telling you about his evolution, avant-garde music, where he decides to tell this entire orchestra, each of you take your individual instruments, and I don't want anything other than start from the bottom to the top, and then I'm going to mishmash them all together. They like must have thought he was crazy. But it was the producer, George Martin, who had to almost translate to these musicians what this crazy Paul McCartney was talking about. I'm curious to, to hear what you guys think when you hear this soundbite. And I came up with this idea. I said to the orchestra, you should start, all of you, which they're all looking at me puzzled. We've got a real symphony orchestra in London who are used to playing you know, Beethoven. And here's me, so this crazy guy out of a group. And I'm saying, what you got to do you, or everyone, start on the lowest note that your instrument could play and work your way up to the highest at your own pace. Just if you want to go, that's fine. So George Martin, the producer, comes to the rescue to actually translate for him. That was too puzzling for them. And they're all looking at me and orchestras don't like that kind of thing. They like it written down. And they like to know exactly what they're supposed to do. So George Martin, the producer, th- realized that. He kept the random aspect, but he said to the people, you should be about this note at this point in the song, and then you should have got to this note and this note. And he left the random thing. So that's why it sounds like a chaotic, chaotic sort of swirl, you know. So when I asked the two of you, did you ever have a song where you felt the third person needed to come in to kind of translate it for you? Oh, totally, yeah. That's one of the beautiful things about the collaboration, right, is that every pair of ears hears different things. So you could spend all your time working on a song and one or two guys, three guys, and then you bring in that next set of ears, whether it be another band member or even, you know, like they're saying, George Martin, you bring in a producer. We were lucky enough to work with a producer named Ian Young on our last record, and there was tons of times where, you know, we have this song written and we're in the studio playing it and jamming it, and his ears, you know, he just hears something totally different because he wasn't in the garage with us as we were working on those songs. He's hearing it maybe for the first time, and something leaps out of him. Oh, man, bend that note a little bit more there, Mm -hmm. raise that one up a little bit, or slow it down there, you know? And it's like this completely new perspective that uh, can change the song in a really unique way. A lot of magic can happen at that point too. Like I feel like this album was really good. Like we knew we knew our parts, so I feel like you allow for more magic to come out when you just come in prepared like that and Nick, have a good producer. Nate, what is it like to have Nick knowing that he's got your back, that he's looking to make you comfortable? <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful thing? Uh, he's the best man. I mean, he really does uh, embody that role fully as like you know like. There's, there's plenty of times when that bass gets to shine, you know what I mean? But by nature, drums, bass, certain instruments are more supportive roles. And it's truly like such a beautiful thing when someone's comfortable in that position to be able to just like step into that fully because, you know, you can't, you can't have a great team without everyone doing their role, you know, regardless of what it is. It is a skill. As a surgeon, I need to empower 
everyone in the operating room. I can't take the x-ray. I can't hold the retractors while I'm doing the surgery. But I get all the credit because I'm the surgeon. But the reality is, is I cannot do it alone. And it's my job to make everyone in that room feel good and feel like they're doing their part. And that is a special skill that you need, uh, whether it's surgery, sports, or it's in making music. Do you feel let me just say nobody does that better than you? Because when you walk into the surgery room, your whole staff is the happiest staff <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I try to bring that to everything that I do, and thank you for saying that, and thank you for noticing it. But the reason I'm almost enjoying having you guys now on for it's got to be either the third or the fourth time in these last 11 years that I've been doing this radio show is today I feel like it's my job to be the coach almost for Ayaterra to to make you guys appreciate how special what you have is to stay collaborating and not let things come apart like Shaq and Kobe like like John Stockton and Carl Malone where they can appreciate that one plus one is seven. And that has to come from you, Nick, realizing how much you have to be there for Nate. And Nate has to realize, which he clearly does, how he can't do it alone. It's just, that's almost, I feel like I'm doing a coaching job today. Mm, That's very true, man. It's very, very true. It's a delicate balance, you know, but when everything comes together, that's the beauty of collaboration and the beauty of teamwork is if everyone's aligned for that common common good and common goal you know then that's that's truly where the magic happens so tell me what's up with you guys what's next for you you going back into the studio how has covid impacted having a band as popular as yours moving around tell us what it's been like to be ayaterra you want to take this one porch sure yeah um we just caught off a a 10-week tour with uh dan's 311 and iration that was a really fun it was nice to be out there were a lot of covid rules that made it a little tricky but mm-hmm. you know what i'm just so grateful we finished because I, I was watching so many bands go out and li- probably nine out of ten bands would not finish their tour you know mm-hmm. halfway you'd hear somebody got covid and everybody at that point would have to go home or something so mm-hmm. i'm just grateful we finished and taking some time now just to be at home with our families and i know we're all writing a lot of music and stuff we have some good music but we're really excited for our headline tour we're doing our first headliner tour in uh, the springtime wow the first one in over two years for our new cd that's great Um, it should be in march and april well i sent a spy to the uh irvine uh amphitheater uh jared abrams and he just he came back telling me 